trail for a little while But that was the night when she broke down and held my hand A teenage rush, she said Ain't we all just runaways, that ain't much That ain't real, we can't wait until tomorrow You gotta know that this is real, baby Why you wanna fight it? It's the one thing you can't choose I swore I'm the head of our unborn child That I could take care of the three of us But I got the tendency to slip when the nights get wild It's in my blood She said that she might just run away somewhere else Someplace good We can't wait until tomorrow to know that this is real, baby, why you wanna fight it? It's the one thing you can't choose. Let's take a chance, baby, we can't lose. And we all just run away. I knew it when I met you, I'm not gonna let you run away. I knew it when I held you, I wasn't letting go. at the stars and confess our dreams hold each other till the morning light we used to laugh now we only fight baby are you lonesome now and night i come home after then go to sleep and like a stumbling ghost i haunt these halls there's a picture of us on a wedding day i recognize the girl but can't settle in these walls We can't wait until tomorrow Oh, we're caught up in the appeal, baby Why you wanna hide it? It's the last thing on my mind I turn the engine over and my body just comes alive And we all just run away I'm not gonna let you run away I knew that when I held you I wasn't letting go When I met you I wasn't gonna let you run Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast, August 4th, 2019. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? This is my voice. I'm the creator, host, owner, producer, best boy, key grip, and uh, caterer. Let's let's say I'm the, the caterer uh, for this little production we got going on here. I got some chicken breasts that have just been oven baked in the other room and I got my chickpeas or garbanzo beans for for any uh if like if Gordon Ramsay's out there listening can you tell us is there a difference between garbanzo beans and chickpeas are they different species how does it go kingdom phylum uh class order family genus species any biology majors want to check me on that um are they different you know, who's to say? God, I suppose. It is a Sunday morning, and I'm not at church. I haven't been in a while. Um, 
if you if you actually do know, you can send us a message, uh, tweet at us at BeantownCast or email us BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, it's Beantown, B-E-N-T-N-Podcast at Yahoo.com. Um, that was uh, a cover. I, I did not write that song, Don't Take This Podcast Down. I, of course, did not write that song. That is Runaways by The Killers off of their uh, album Battle Born, which I think was 2012, 2014, something like that. Uh, it's kind of a song that I don't think a lot of people know unless you're a pretty big Killers fan um, or unless you've seen them live because it's one of their best live songs. But I think a lot of people know mostly you know, Hot Fuss and Samstown songs. Um, but some of their later stuff has some really good ones as well. And I'll go so far to say is I think that is my favorite killer song. Uh, it's really good. There's a great number of excellent live performances from them, but I really uh, like when they do this one at Bonnaroo, and it was just last year, I think, in Tennessee. Um, and now when they play it live, they always pair it with um, Read My Mind, and it's great. It's like ten and a half minutes of just orgasmic uh, pleasure in your ears. I don't know if that really came out the way I wanted to. Well, that's what she said. Um, what's happening? We've had a very busy week here on uh, or in, in the north side of Chicago. And I should mention we are coming to you live from the north side of Chicago. And uh, we're your number one source for misinformation on the Internet, probably. And finally, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Sometimes we will uh, use some objectifiable language. And number two, podcast is just objectifiably terrible. So there you have it. Um, and you're starting to see it. Our numbers, we, we hit perhaps our, our peak. And I don't know if it was a false peak, like when you're hiking Everest or something. Um, and now we're coming back down. I don't know if there's going to be a new peak if we're going up again at any point. But the numbers are steadily dropping for the Beantown Podcast. Um, probably not going to be shaking any things up in the fall. But look for us uh, to, to be looking at or exploring different options um, as we get ready for year three. The one thing that's not going to happen, Beantown is not going to shut down, um, although we might be looking at new hosting platforms, um, new formats a little bit. I don't know. I don't have answers right now. If you have any suggestions, you can send us an angry DM. Um, yeah, we're, we're open to ideas, but it's, it's been busy. Uh, I started volunteering lately, giving back to my community. I'm a very community-oriented person. Love the show. Allison Bree was my number one crush. And it used to be Jennifer Garner, but, you know, after she turned 25, I was just kind of like, you're too old. So now we're on to Allison Bree. Of course, married to Dave Franco, who's a great, great actor, producer, writer, director, etc. The less crazy, perhaps, of the Franco brothers, but getting back to what uh, I was saying here, I've been uh, volunteering with a nonprofit called Inspired Youth uh, up here on the north side of Chicago. It works with um, kids of all ages, you know, zero to 18, although I haven't seen any zero-year-olds yet, uh, and it does a lot of different stuff with them um, throughout the year, uh, a lot of tutoring, after-school help, that sort of thing, but in the summer, one of the programs they run, uh, free piano lessons, uh, out of a Presbyterian church about a mile and a half from me, so Monday and Tuesday night, I was there after work, and for two hours each time, boy, it is a trying and challenging experience you better have some patience because uh, you're teaching kids of all ages but it's a it's an interesting setup so it's this like sunday school room on the second floor of this ch- excuse me belching second floor of this church first thing you notice when you walk in there is oh my god it's hot it's one of those classic old school church uh rooms that is just like damn i feel like the the paint is peeling off the walls it's so hot in here but you notice there's an air conditioner in there so you're like okay what's going on here does this thing not work is it just blowing hot air what's what's the deal what's the deal with air conditioning right 
<clears throat> get me on comedians and cars uh, doing coffee. Well, I walk over to the air conditioner. I notice it's set at 80 degrees. That's first indication that stuff's weird. If you're going to have an AC, why are you even, you know, like to me, if you have 75, 76, I can do that. But if you're going all the way up to 80, you're not really conditioning the air at that point. But then the egregious mistake and I've interacted with roommates in the past who have not known about this. The windows are open. So all you're doing is cooling air, and then it's just immediately escaping out into the, the, the atmosphere. It's not self-contained in any way. So it's hot, which adds to frustration both from a teacher and a pupil perspective, but uh, I'm helping these kids play piano and, you know, they're doing Whole New World, Beauty and the Beast, uh, all different skill levels. Um, one kid was doing some Suzuki stuff and, and she was actually okay. And then I was helping this, this one kid who's playing Stevie Wonder, You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Maybe not Stevie's uh, most popular song, but still pretty well known. And this kid is just not getting it. Struggling with counting. Um, just, yeah, it's it's rough. Um, so I asked the kid, you know, it's, this is a classic song, Stevie Wonder. Like, would it help to just, you know, listen to the song at home and then just kind of replicate what you're hearing? Well, this kid has never heard of Stevie Wonder. This is probably a 14-year-old, something like that. He's in high school. And, I mean, low. I, I know I'm old school. I know I didn't grow up with Stevie Wonder, new new music coming on the radio. But it's not like, you know, this isn't John Philip Sousa or something. It's not quite that old. Um, it was just, how, how do you not know Stevie? How do you not know you are the sunshine of my life? I mean, there's just so much life out there, joy, music, and art that you're missing out on by not being exposed to this. So I told this kid, hey, go home and please turn on some Stevie Wonder because it's going to change your life. So general PSA for, you know, all you kids out there trying to learn Stevie Wonder, just listen to me on YouTube. You are the sunshine of my life. You'll always be around. Um, oh, here's the kicker. Most of these kids, so I, I have some... Uh, logistical issues, logistical, L-O-G-I-S-T-I-C-A-L, almost a palindrome, um, issues with how this, not how, how the program works, but the, just the functionality of it. These kids are coming for piano lessons once a week, but they don't have pianos at home. And I just, I, I don't know, maybe we can get some pedagogy experts on the show, P, pedagogy, P-E-D-A-G-O-G-Y. But that just seems like I don't think you can learn piano that way. And I don't really understand the point. If it, it's, you know, it's not like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I'm thinking about it. You know, it's not like you go once a week to play a pickup game of basketball or kickball or something where you can be successful and have a good time without having to really practice throughout the week but with piano it's just like I think at a baseline level you can do that but you can't get any better and the thing is there's a real big difference in my opinion between a beginning piano student and Oscar Peterson um, not to say there isn't a big difference between a beginning basketball player and Michael Jordan but I mean there's just so much involved so many different things it's not you know it's not just here playing the notes but it's counting it's reading music what this note is on this line which pitch is it uh there's a slur here what is staccato what is legato what do all these Italian markings mean allegro andante allegretto uh dynamics forte piano mezzo forte triple forte like these are all things that you can't <laughs> just once if you're just doing this once a week for an hour which already is is tough because kids 
you know, these kids' attention spans are like 15 to 20 minutes. So you're wasting half of the entire hour just trying to get them back on track. But you're not going to – it would take you, you know, 30, 40 years just to actually pick up all the things and then remember them. It reminds me of uh, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day because he learns to play the piano. But what is – I think they've done the math and he's in there for like 33 years or something. Um, living the same day, which comes out to, you know, whatever, 30-ish times 365 is. Is that like 90,000 days or something? Um, yeah, if you're doing that every day, you can you can pick it up. But you what you can't do is once a week. Um, it's... It's tough. Um, so kudos to all, all the kids out there. We're doing our recitals this Tuesday and Thursday. If anyone's available, you come out to Edgewater Presbyterian Church, 6 p.m. Tuesday and or Thursday, and you'll see some, uh, well, you might see Stevie Wonder. And, and yours truly is going to be doing the accompanying parts um, in, in the bass line. So that, that ought to be fun. And if you never, if you never volunteered to teach little kids how to play stevie wonder on the piano it's a great experience it's it's hot especially if you got an ac on with the with the windows open but nonetheless it's a good experience so that's what i was doing monday and tuesday night wednesday night i'm I'm just giving you the full rundown here because there was so much packed in here and i've got disclaimer already it's gonna be a long podcast and if you made it this far you can already look at you know the total length i'm talking about the future now and you're like wow quinn this podcast was two and a half hours that's crazy that you went that far no it's not gonna be two and a half hours i got stuff to do but um i got a lot to talk about so wednesday night went to the Sox game guaranteed rate field a mortgage company now owns the right naming rights to the White Sox Stadium. Dollar Dog Night. Oh, baby. You know it's going to be good. It brings you back to like minor league or frontier league baseball days, um, independent league. You know, you go out there, you can actually get normal concessions for normal price, you know. Not that, you know, hot dogs are always a dollar at independent league games, but, um, you know, two bucks, something like that. You can get a beer for five or six bucks, not 11 bucks. Like you go to guaranteed rate, you're paying 11 bucks for a Miller light. And it's just like, or whatever, Bud light they have. And man, you know, beer is going to be expensive. I get it. But I, I, I'm thinking, okay, 10, 11, maybe for the craft beer, but Bud light, come on. Anything more than eight or nine is highway robbery. And it makes sense because White Sox Park is right next to the highway, the Dan Ryan Expressway. But had some fun there, except the lines, it wasn't even the lines. The wait times for these dollar dogs was ridiculous. And I've done the dollar dogs before at at the rate. Uh, never had any issues. This time, first time in line, walk up there, the line's moving just fine. Get up right when it's my turn to order. We're going to need some time. Five to ten minutes. All right, whatever. I waited probably eight minutes for my dogs. Finally got them. Okay. Ate them, whatever. Second time I go up, now we're on the upper levels. Go out there and get to the front of the line. Uh, It's going to be 10, 15 minutes. Oh, man, brutal. And then after waiting for probably like five or six minutes there, the lady at the counter is like, you know what? It's going to be a long time turn around and find a, you know, a walking bender. So I eventually did that. And that what that didn't take too long. But then the third and final time, uh, it was better, but it still took a long time, probably three to four minutes. And here's, here's the thing. You have to imagine on dollar dog night, a guaranteed rate field that, and I, I said this number earlier, I have no statistical basis for whether or not this is accurate or close to accurate, but I would think, you know, 75% of all their food items being sold that night are dollar hot dogs. So you would think that they would just be locked and loaded, ready to go, always on the grill, always have buns ready, because that's just like, I mean, that's what everyone wants. That Three out of every four people who go up there ordering a hot dog, I would assume, uh, and so just the amount of time, I probably missed an inning and a half total just 
standing in line waiting for for dollar dogs and i i get it and i wasn't complaining I, whatever just uh, yeah i'll wait in line on my phone live tweeting and stuff whatever but you would think that it would uh i don't know and it's the beginning of august so they've been they've been going at it for season is four months old at that point um or at this point so i don't know you know, kudos to to people who who work in the food industry. It's not easy. It's not fun. I've never done it actually, and I don't want to. But I don't know. You would think as a as a kind of more macro level organization, they would have had that sorted out by this point. I I don't really know. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, let's see what else is going. On. Oh, Lollapalooza. Is this weekend in Chicago? Today's the last day. Ariana Grande is performing. What a what a lady! You know, I dated a girl in Baltimore, and I don't think I ever really talked about her much on the podcast. But there was there was a breakup episode. You remember that? Where um, I was pretty down on myself because she broke up with me with a phone call while I was at work, and it had been a couple months. You can't there's you can't do the phone call breakup. After a couple of months, you can go back and listen to the tape. This would have been like early November 2018. Um, so right before we got into some of our holiday themed episodes, uh, the, what I was more upset about was not losing the relationship. It was the way the breakup occurred. And you can go back and listen to that. But um, this was a girl who like made it her life mission to look like Ariana Grande. It was weird and not like terrible because Ariana Grande is peak cute, right? But it was just strange how much um, this girl on H2, if you're out there listening, that's what we call her, H2, um, you, you, you know who you are. But it was weird. She always was listening to her. That one song, you know, God is a Woman, loved that song. And did the high pony and the, like, looks and stuff. I don't know. It was odd. Sometimes a turn on, sometimes not, but yeah, it was, uh, that relationship was, was never going to last. Cause I, I don't want to marry Ariana Grande, but, um, what was I saying here? Oh, Lollapalooza. Let's see. It was the strokes on Thursday night. It was this, uh, we already talked about Stevie wonder earlier in the, the podcast, but it's amazing to me how I need to, I need to surround myself with, with people, with friends, who have similar tastes and interests to, to what I have. And here's an, another example or two examples. Number one, the strokes. So I have lots of friends who um, either went to or going to Lollapalooza this weekend. And, you know, the strokes to me out of the four headliners. So I think it's strokes, uh, Childish Gambino, Ariana Grande. And then last night was, oh, man, I don't even know. I'm not sure who last night the who the headliner was last night, but um, I was you know so people are going on Thursday. I'm like, oh, you pumped to see the Strokes, and I have friends who are just like, what are you talking about? What are the Strokes? And I'm just sitting there dumbfounded. It's the, you know they're the headliners. They're a pretty big band. Uh, they're kind of famous. They've been around for you know whatever. What are their Strokes at like 25, 30 years, something like that. Um, so I don't I don't know. It was fascinating to me. And then I have other friends because um, I think the next day Death Cab was playing. And, of course, Death, uh, Ben Gibber just did some stuff with um, <sighs> Childish Game. No, no, not, not Childish Gambino. Uh, Chance the Rapper. They work together. And so I have friends going on the Saturday. And I was like, oh, you're going to see Death Cab? And I've seen Death Cab live a couple of times. But I've never, you know, obviously seen them with Chance the Rapper, which would have been really fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, Death, I think Death Cab's going to do Chance, and Chance the Rapper might come out because it's Chicago, and which he did. My friends were like, oh, why would we ever want to see Death Cab? And I was like, but you like Chance the Rapper, don't you? So the other example is last night I was at Edgefest, um, and I, if I'm talking loud on the podcast, I can never really tell. But if I am, it's because I have some temporary hearing uh, impairment, not total loss, but it's a lot of ringing in my ears. And why is that? It's because I went to see an 80s hair band cover band last night. Don't know their names, but they were they were fun as hell. A two-hour set, which is a long time, but, man, they were rocking out. They had everything. Poison. 
Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, Quiet Riot, Journey, uh, Van Halen, of course, a little bit of ACDC. Man, they they were rocking. They had it going on. And I at first I was just like there with my beer, like, okay, this was or this is this is a good time. These guys are fun, they're really into it. Oh, and a lot of guns and roses too. But then by the end, oh man, you should have seen me and the other guys at front. I mean, I I held nothing back. There was no timidness, there was no shyness, there was headbanging. There was air drumming. There was air guitaring. Uh, there was some crowd surfing. I did not surf myself. But, boy, it was it was a hell of a good time. And I was right next to the speakers just absolutely banging out and, uh, yeah, feeling, feeling some of the effects this morning. Uh, hopefully the hearing will come back in full in uh, a short time here. But... Boy, that was fun. Long story short, my friends don't know who the Strokes are, and they um, don't really want to come out to see an 80s hairband. But to me, that's just like, damn, this is a good time. And no, I didn't grow up in the 80s. No, this is not music from my childhood. But I did spend a lot of time with my dad in the car growing up, listening to, you know, 96.7 The Eagle. Rockford Radio, and then even myself, after I turned 16, you start driving yourself everywhere. Dude, you better believe 96.7, The Eagle, was my number one uh, like pre-tuned radio station. Classic rock that really rocks. And uh, I was going to say, speaking of, of classic rock, not really, though. It has nothing to do with classic rock. Um, Thursday, I was at a focus group, and I'm going to... There's kind of more to this than sort of I have time for on this on the front side of the the ad reads here and we're about to introduce a new segment so I'm going to come back to Thursday night I told you I'm giving you the full rundown because there was something happening every day let me briefly mention Friday went to the Laugh Factory it was a good time took a a couple of friends there who um, maybe have never been before Um, and it's not not two friends who are usually really into like stand-up comedy um but they laughed and it was it was great to be able to you know take them with to one of my normal joints um free tickets of course friday night and then also ran into some other fantasy football um friends that were randomly there and i think we're going to have one of them hunter our league commissioner he's going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks here before the nfl season gets started he's going to do our fantasy football preview this year so that's exciting we had uncle andy on last year to do it um, we're gonna have a uh, friend hunter on this year to do it uh, he's got a swanky house in indiana in fact you all remember my indiana podcast from last year driving home on i-35 or driving back to chicago not home at the time um, talking about mike pence and penis rings a classic episode by anyone's standards, that was on the way back from Hunter's um, Palace, I like to call it. What is it? It's like 2,000-something square feet. Huge. Got a backyard. It's it's crazy. Indiana, you can get that for a dime. Um, but after Friday night, go to this bar on uh, Diversity Ave and... I was I was there with a friend. We weren't, you know, there was there's not a ton to the story. There's one specific thing though. We were just watching the White Sox Phillies game because they were in like the 15th inning or something. Long game, interleague. But um, so there's the main bar where we had been getting our drinks. But then we were hanging out in another room that had a back bar, and it was pretty loud in there. You know, it was probably about 11 o'clock at night. Pretty. Not necessarily rowdy, but just a lot of people in there um, drinking, talking, having a good time. A pretty chill atmosphere in general, but um, loud nonetheless. So I go to the back bar. I've had like three beers um, plus the drinks at the club. And I, you know, I, I know I'm getting ready to go home. So I'm like, okay, no need to have anything else to drink. I'm getting ready to go. So let me, let me grab a water here um, before I head out. <sighs> One of the worst moments, not of my life, but in like recent memory, and here's exactly what went down. I walk up to the bar. There's a bartender there. I make eye, eye contact. He walks up to me, 
and I'm just I'm going verbatim now. I say, "Can I have some water?" And it's not, you know, I'm not in any sort of mood or anything. I'm just anyone who knows me knows that I I like to think of myself as a pretty respectful uh respecting respectable person. There's three different words there. Um so I say, "Can I have some water?" And he looks at me and says something. And you know those situations, we've all been there when it's really loud and someone says something to you and you just have no idea what they said. Imagine if that happened back and forth literally for a solid 15 seconds. And that might not sound like a long time, but it was just, can I have some water? He says something. No, just some water as I'm like pointing to an empty glass. Can I have some water? And eventually after 15 seconds, he just, I can tell he's pissed. It was, it was such a strange interaction, but I'm all I'm cause I'm thinking now is like, is this going to cost, like, is he charging me money? What's, what's he trying to like get across to me? I don't understand. Like, I know it's loud, but I'm speaking up very clearly water water like is he out of water i all these thoughts are going through my head i have no idea what's going on and eventually he just laughs shakes his head and walks away and i'm just like what i was completely confounded dumbfounded and befuddled all at the same time that's a lot of different ways to feel but imagine me feeling those three different ways and so I'm, I'm still standing there because it's not like he's going to serve someone else. He just like walked over to the other side of the bar and I'm just – I don't – I have no idea what's going on. And so I make eye contact with him again and that now he looks real, real upset. And he walks back over and I say, I'm sorry. I, I have no idea what's going on because that's truly how I felt. I mean, imagine, you know, remember those three words I just used. That's – I had no idea what was going on. And all I wanted was a glass of water, please. Like the Coldplay song off of Prospect's March EP. And I finally hear him. He has the thickest Irish accent. Again, that's Irish, I-R-I-S-H, that I've ever heard. And that's just, you don't expect that at a bar in Chicago. You expect a lot of Irish Catholic people that they descended from there. But you don't expect actual Irish people with actual thick Irish accents. I mean, I've been to many St. Paddy's days in Chicago, and I've never interacted with a bartender who actually has an Irish accent. Um, finally, he says, and I'm not even going to try to do my, you know, Colin Firth uh, or Colin Farrell, excuse me, Irish accent, but he says, have you ever heard of please? And I, now I got it. I was like, can I please have some water? And he just looks at me and like points at me and then gets me some water and I was just like, now he was smiling, like laughing at me. But I, it was way past the point of like, oh, brief misunderstanding, laugh it off, whatever. I was so, I didn't even know how, how to feel. It wasn't, I wasn't like embarrassed. I wasn't really angry at him. It's just, it was such a weird place and I hated every second of it. I got my water and I got the F out of there, but boy, that was really strange. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand it. So if you're ever at, at the bar as Gal Galway Bay or something, I think it was called, watch out for that back bar because if you don't say the word please, and I'm not, this isn't a anti please thing. I normally would say, I guess I just forgot but I wasn't like it was not me walking up to the bar slamming my fist down and say give me water it's can I have some water I think that's a pretty polite way to ask but hey you all in the the comment section can debate how you feel about that let's move on because I'm I'm getting worked up just just thinking about it um we're going to debut a new segment this is exciting we haven't had a new segment on the podcast in a while and this segment is called how's the weather over there Pretty simple, right? So the point of this segment is each week 
to to keep you beanheads, friends of the podcast, hashtag involved. Uh, we're going to be reaching out to different friends, different listeners, different fans, and we're just going to be getting um, different weather reports from wherever you're at on this earth. Or you know maybe we maybe International Space Station one of these days doesn't have to be on Earth. There's weather in space too. Um, but but this is the first week, and and thank you. Uh, for the following friend of the podcast who was able to make this work. Hey, this is Matthew Fiedler. I am a number one fan of the Beantown Podcast and giving you a live reporting of the weather in Boulder, Colorado, near Walker's Loop, I believe it is. It is about 86 degrees, they tell me, but the real feel seems significantly hotter. I'm being told it's 91 degrees Fahrenheit, so uh, pack your water if you're out here hiking around uh in the in the hot sun up in the elements uh, i don't know how what altitude i'm at, at at this point but it's higher than i normally am thank you to matthew for that weather report and you heard it here first matthew is higher than he's ever been go to colorado and that'll happen in a couple of different ways let me tell you happy birthday by the way i don't know if he wants this to be public but happy birthday to hashtag friend of the podcast matthew fiedler turning, what, 29 again this year, which is very exciting. And uh, you can always uh, <clears throat> remember we, we host another podcast amongst ourselves, the White Noise Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, we're hosted through Anchor, um, and we're making, we're making some serious ka off of it. Um, yeah, White Noise Podcast, new episodes most weeks, uh, depending on our travel schedules. So that was the weather report for, I don't even know, somewhere in Colorado. I don't remember what you said. You can rewind and listen to it. But we've got, uh, let's see, where are we at? Oh, we got to read some ads. I was just thinking like, okay, there are the ads. We're good to go. Let's move on. We haven't read ads yet. Let's move ahead and read some ads, and then we're going to talk about the focus group, uh, which I one of my favorite moments since moving to Chicago, maybe my favorite, uh, because I did something that I thought was really impressive. And then we, uh, we have a relationship question, which is very exciting. Haven't gotten those in a while. Uh, but let's jump on in here. And uh, before we do that, I'm going to go grab the, uh, the lingerie catalog. Remember, we had been talking about that. I think it's Dubious Curves, but I don't remember. So I'm going to go grab uh, the, the magazine, and I'll be right back. So I got up I, mean, I got up from the couch, my Craigslist free couch, to um, get the magazine, which is Torrid Curves, by the way. And I banged the whatever, I don't know, is there a specific name for that big bone on, right on the outside of your ankle, right above your foot? I mean, you look, at, look at it right now. The thing is huge. It really sticks out there. There's no fat there. That is just skin and bone, flesh and bone. It's a killer song. But I that that took me out for a solid thirty seconds, writhing in pain. And then for whatever reason, I I remembered that song, uh, "My Stupid Mouth" by John Mayer. And then I tried to do a John Mayer impression. My stupid mouth has got me in trouble. I said too much again for the date over dinner yesterday. She took on and however it goes. I'm never speaking up again. It only hurts me. So I think long story short, my point is I can't do a John Mayer, but he's kind of a tough one to do. But now, now we know. I think... As I work through different impressions and uh, whatever the other word is for mimicking someone else, not coming to me right now, there are certain ones that I, I, I feel pretty confident in, like Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, and then there are ones like John Mayer that's just, it's a no for me, dog. Um, I love my Eddie Vedder impression. I really like it. Well, I'll save it for another time. But, uh, okay, let's let's read some ads here, and we will start with our friends at Home Pride Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you could not find a reliable home inspector at times? Sounds like your fault. Well, Oregon listeners, there might just be some good news. 
Ain't that good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things and here we go. I'm going to list them off like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Again, that's heating and cooling, comma, roofing, comma, plumbing, comma, if you're an Oxford, comma, fan, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified so you know that you're getting the good stuff. If you are tired, and I know you are, so say it with me, if you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you know what to do. Call Steve. Here's his number, 541-410-0316, or you can visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316. Or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Shout out to the Samson Q2U series. It's crisp. It's clean. It's quality ensconced in a microphone. It's uh, working hard today. It did an hour of family chat this morning. And now it's on a long voyage um, for this week's Beantown podcast, which is... Apologies, but TBH, a long episode, because we still got, you know, two things to talk about here. We're going to maybe get to the hour mark. I don't know. Could be close. Well, Quinn, if you stopped rambling, you wouldn't have to be there. Whatever. Um, here's uh, uh, Torrid Curves here. Oh, don't forget, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. Torrid Curves. Look at these women. They're real... This isn't your, you know, mama's Victoria's Secret catalog. These are real, beautiful women. Woman, women. No Photoshop. Tans fade, but good times last forever. You can get a striped kimono for $54.90. That's actually, these prices aren't bad. I've never looked at these prices. Tie front cigarette pant. You guys heard of these cigarette pants? Fifty-eight ninety woven heels, fifty-nine ninety. You can get glitter bangles, a set of five for nineteen ninety. Bangles, all up sealed. It doesn't matter anyway. All up sealed. A lot of singing on the podcast today. They have jeans that are called boyfriend jean, sixty-eight ninety. Um. This is some, these are some pretty women. Oh, pretty women. That could be the um, the sequel to Little Women. Woman, I keep saying that. Um, women is the plural. Women. Just flipping through this catalog on a whim, if you will. W-H-I-M. Oh, there's some overalls. Okay, now those are fun. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here. Oh, that. That model's got a pretty nice butt. I'm just going to say that right now. A foxy fit. And that's what really, really what you're looking for. Destination dresses. We made light packing easy. Light and airy dresses that give you shape you didn't know existed. Well, look at yourself in the mirror. Mirror. Um, okay, let's, let's move on here. I could, I could look at these ladies all day. And I might because my calendar is clear for the rest of the day. Um, okay. Let's see here. Oh, Cuts by Q. Can't forget Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many north side of Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman. And a quick aside, the hair band last night played Enter Sandman by Metallica and... Hot damn, it was good. Only would have been better if Mariano Rivera was there playing bass. But plowing ahead here. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving, uh, let's see, north side of Chicago, Cook County, and greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to banks, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, you better call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or, or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's Cuts. Excuse me. Q-U-T-Z by Q at Yahoo. 
gmail.com. Sing it with me if you know how it goes. Oh, and you need a fresh do something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. And there are the ads for this week. Thank you to everyone who's uh, been supporting our podcast in year two. It's been a heck of a ride. It's been a very different experience in year two versus year one, but we're still having fun. And as a reminder, we got Beantown buttons. So if you're ever around me, you're like, hey, Quinn, where's my Beantown button? I probably got one waiting for you. Free of charge, they are pro bono buttons, your classic PBB situation. Okay, so this focus group on Thursday night, a little bit of background. Um, I do focus groups, not um, not that frequently. I did, you know, probably eight to ten, something like that total when I was an undergrad. And I didn't do any in Baltimore, not because I wasn't looking or they weren't available, but because they were really hard to get to. Um, so I'm getting back, trying to get back into them uh, here in Chicago because it's super easy money. If you don't really understand, if you've never done one before, basically you show up to a place there's a specific thing you're talking about because companies will hire market research firms to run um, focus groups and you just talk you're usually in a group of about five to eight people and you'll just talk about specific things for you know 90 minutes to two hours and at the end of it you collect your check and you are out the door this one was a gold mine cash wise Um, there was a like a pre-homework assignment, which I had never had to do before, but it involved some running around last Sunday, a week ago. It did that, and there was a decent amount of money for that, and then I did this thing in the West Loop for uh, 90 minutes, and all in all, the payout was $450, uh, and I shared some of that with my brother who helped me run the errands on Sunday, but I was still walking out of there with a lot of cash for not a lot of work, about $100 an hour total, and I'll take it. Here's the thing, though. As I mentioned, these focus groups will be on a variety of topics. Uh, Some of them I am well qualified to talk about. Some of them I am not. But that doesn't stop me from uh, being part of these surveys anyway. So this specific, or these focus groups, this specific focus group was on... Soda Fountains, I believe it was commissioned by Coca-Cola. They never come out and explicitly say it, but it's, like, pretty obvious. And um, I don't really drink soda. However, knowing this was a great opportunity and something that I could be qualified for based off of my age, demographics, etc., um, I, according to the survey, I do really like soda. So here's what ended up happening, and I don't know. If there's a statute of limitations, I hope Coke doesn't sue me. Good thing only like seven people listen to this podcast. But um, I – what am I trying to say here? Oh, so we get into this focus group, and, you know, it's a bunch of probably like 22, 23-year-olds who are clearly very into soda. And not just like they drink soda a lot. They spend a lot of time thinking about it and all the different flavors and how it makes them feel. And, like, the psychology behind when and why and where they want their soda. To me, I'm just, like, yeah, I don't really drink soda. And that's kind of the end of the sentence. But that's not really how these focus groups works. You got to talk about it at length, ad nauseum. And it's very much a Socratic method type of thing. So I'll say something, and then the uh, person running the focus group will ask me to expand on this, expand on that. How does that make you feel? What do you want to do when you say that, etc.? It gets exhausting after 90 minutes of really not feeling like you know what you're talking about. So I decided at the very end... I I wasn't really irritated, but I was just kind of tired, and I had had enough with talking about Coke freestyle machines because I, in my opinion, there's only so much to talk about. It feels like we're saying the same things over and over again, and so kind of like a political debate. They had closing thoughts, closing ceremonies, like at the Olympics. Everyone gets to go around and speak their piece, and I just said, you know what? Let me have some fun here. And so I was like the fourth or fifth person to go. And I said, I'm going to go on a little Coke monologue. 
And I did my best to write down because this wasn't pre-planned and I hadn't written anything. This was all uh, improvised. But after the fact, on the way home, I did my best to write down what I thought I had said. And here it was, the, and to set the scene again, this is me in a room of like 10 people total doing a focus group. We've been talking about Coke Freestyle machines for 90 minutes, and I was just over it. Wanted to get my paycheck, wanted to get out of there. So here with following is my monologue. And again, everyone's going around, they're saying things like, yeah, I really like the variety that this machine offers. This thing didn't quite do it for me, but you know, when I'm at the movies, I'm just looking for a good time, and that's what Coke's doing for me. I took a little different approach. And imagine like John O'Hurley or something. That's kind of what I was going for um, during during this monologue. So here, here uh, following is, or here in, great word, H-E-R-E-I-N, almost heroin, different though. Um, here in following is, is my monologue. A Coke freestyle machine. What do I want and what do I need? Variety, flavor, refreshment. The ability to combine, concoct, and convalesce through a variety of tastes, sensations, and moments. While a simping, seeming, excuse me, while a seemingly simple choice perhaps to some, to us, we the true connoisseurs of palate cleansers, we who are free and we who sit here together, this is more than a simple choice. This is our livelihood. And this is our nourishment. With this drink master-esque power with which we have been bestowed, I urge us to raise our glasses because we were sipping on some stuff. Whether it be your cherry vanilla root beer or my pomegranate melon Fanta, which is very refreshing, by the way. To us, for truly we have won this day. And people didn't really know how to respond which is fair because I wouldn't have known how to respond either. Um, there were some giggles. One guy who was, had been great the whole night, I think Ricardo was his name, but he clapped. Um, and we kind of just went on to the next person and didn't really talk about it. But I, I had fun. And, uh, yeah, walked out of there with my paycheck. They didn't dock it or anything, or they didn't add it, I think is what probably should have happened because, man, I I talked the hell out of – those coke freestyle machines but alas okay we got a relationship question here and then we're going to finish up and watch some baseball okay so this one comes to us from uh alicia p here in chicago illinois it says my boyfriend's dad is not down for interracial relationships oh boy we're about to get into race here in the Beantown Podcast. I hope you're ready. It took us 53 minutes, but we're getting into it. The title says it all, but here's some more background. I was adopted from China, China, as a kid and raised with white siblings and parents. We've always lived in a super uh, white conservative state, and even though our views are pretty liberal, it's you're sort of influenced by the people you're around. My boyfriend is the average white southern boy. They grew up in a small town in the same state. I'm guessing what okay, right now let's take some guesses. I'm guessing Tennessee. It seems like a very Tennessee thing. Um my boy uh is the exact opposite from his family in every way, which I guess means He's pretty liberal and his family's not. I think that's what we're getting at. Um, we've been in a relationship with just over a year. Our relationship's going really well. Um, he's a great person, super sweet. But there's a lot of tension between his dad and me. Oh, boy. His father is a public figure here, maybe the mayor of Nashville, although I'm pretty sure that's a lady, and openly expresses he doesn't like interracial relationships. You know, I have a friend who is in an inter intergalactic is what I was going to say, interracial relationship and has experienced some similar things. Maybe I'll hook you guys up. Not like that, you pervs. Uh, it's not even culture. It's just, wait, what is, what is she saying here? It's not even culture because I grew up as a white person. Okay, that doesn't really make sense. It's literally the color of my skin. 
his dad says if we have kids they'll be poor and people won't accept this whatever yada 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 it's destroying their relationship as a family and it's stressing me out i get that it does not change the way i feel towards him he uh the boyfriend he has struck that's not right stuck is the word you wanted alicia by my side through it all and i think he's hopeful his dad will just have to cope but i don't want his dad to hate me what if we do have kids one day Will his dad love them as his grandkids? Well, that seems too early to say. I know you can't help change a person who isn't willing to change their mind. Has anyone, have you or anyone else ever experienced this? Any advice to help with the stress? Okay. Um, I live in an interracial family, actually. Got an interracial uh, immediate family and an ex-immediate family. Is that the opposite of immediate family? Extended is the word I was looking for there. Um, you know what? <laughs> and I've, I've seen family members, friends who have relationships that involve a, uh, con- contentious extraneous, bringing out the big words here, uh, relationships with, uh, relatives of the SO. And it's tougher for me to speak on it directly because I've never actually, gotten that far in a relationship really well that's not true but i've never experienced this i think it's because i'm a likable person tbh but um my philosophy on this is always just hey you just got to go for it love is love keep your heart open and love will find its way and i got that from a jewelry commercial but i it's the words i live by i don't get all this um Maybe we can't do this relationship because my so-and-so family member feels X, Y, and Z. You just got to get over it. And if that, here's, here's the last thing I'll say about it. If the person you're with lets that relationship with the family member strain them so much or stress them out so much that they can't be a normal person, then you don't want to be with that person. Not because of how you might have to deal with that family member, but because the person you're with clearly doesn't have the uh, emotional maturity or whatever you want to call it to successfully navigate and deal with those problems. So, no, I don't think there's anything you can do. I think uh, this is really comes down to your white boyfriend. If he is cool with... Uh, and he loves you a lot, and he's not letting that familial relationship mess up the relationship, then if I'm you, I'm just wiping my hands clean and moving forward, and you don't even have to worry or think about it. Well, you'll have to think about it at certain points. But if neither one of you, the people in the actual relationship, are not letting it affect anything, then I say go for it. If your boyfriend is, you know, being weird because his dad is affecting stuff, then you got to tell your boyfriend, hey, you got to figure this shit out. Apologies for language, but I don't know. I'm very much a straight shooter, black and white type of person, even in gray situations. I like, I'm very, get down to the problem. What are the two paths we can take here? I'm the same way I work, and they Sometimes, you know, there are lots of debates and conversations and varying perspectives to hear out. But sometimes it's just a pretty simple situation. And even though this might seem complex and families are always complex, to me, this is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, you got two choices. And if if you really like the person and that person's not letting it affect their life, then go for it. Sounds good to me. Okay, Alicia, I hope that helped. Um, for Let's see. I'm checking my list off here. Talked about the Irish bartender. This was a, boy, a lot, lot going on in this episode. I can't even remember everything we did. Do you remember that we sang a killer song at the start of this episode? I almost completely forgot. We introduced a new segment. What's the weather like over there? Thank you to Matthew for uh, chiming in for us for, for there, live from Colorado. And let's see, Irish bartender, focus group, my Coke monologue, volunteering. We talked about Stevie Wonder. We talked about headbanging metal bands and temporary hear impair- hearing impairment. Man, there was so much. This was like an entire month's worth of Beantown Podcast rolled into one episode. But I hope you enjoyed it. 
I hope you beanheads, beaners, friends of the podcast, whatever you like to call yourself, I hope you enjoyed a little glimpse into the busy life of Quinn David Furness. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, give the Samson QTU series a rest because he's been going for three hours. Yes, my mic is uh, a male in case you're curious. And uh, we're going to watch some baseball. Cubs going for the sweep of the Milwaukee Brewers at home. And uh, I'm not going in person. A little expensive, but I will be watching on my television. So for all of us here at the Beantown Podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a fun episode. I had a fun time. I hope you did too. And that's about all I got. So everyone, be nice to one each other. Share this podcast with friends if you would like. Uh, remember, you can always find us Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, The Works, wherever you listen to your podcast, unless we're somewhere where we're not. That's all I got for you. All right. I think we covered all the bases, checked all the boxes. We hit the hour mark. First time in a while. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Go Cubs go. And we will check in on you next time.